Did you know that only about 2% of women consider themselves beautiful? I'm on a mission to smash that statistic because it is 100% unacceptable. Hi there, I'm Stephanie Snow, founder of The Beauty Revolution, a mind-body eating coach, an ordinary woman with an imperfect body, and your host for Flip the Beauty Script podcast. But enough about me, this is for you. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Flip the Beauty Script podcast. I am so excited about our guest today and I've been dancing all morning in preparation because today I'm going to be talking to Karen, the dancing lady Lasher. Karen is also known as a frontline firefly and the dancing lifty for those who live in the Pacific Northwest and go skiing at Mount Hood Meadows Ski Resort. You may have seen her up there dancing her way across the mountain. I first met Karen about five years ago when we both traveled across the country to attend a speaker's convention, and I was immediately taken in by her smile and her friendly open nature. It came as no surprise to hear that she is all about hospitality and lives her life helping others feel comfortable, content, and connected, enhancing the experiences they're having every day. Watching her dance down the street on Instagram always puts a smile on my face and many others too, it turns out. Earlier this year, when I decided I wanted to start interviewing people on my podcast, Karen's name was near the top of the list and it's taken a bit of time to get here, but it's finally the day today. And I'm so happy to be chatting with my friend, Karen. Welcome, Karen. Oh, happy day. <laughs> so good to be here. It is a happy day, isn't it? I love that. Is that how you always respond yes. to that? Happy day. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And how I respond in general to people, like if I walk by them on the street, and I just say, happy day, happy Love day. <laughs> Intentions. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to start off with asking my two favorite questions. I always ask what beauty have you seen in the world today? And what beauty have you seen in yourself today? Well, my daughter and granddaughter are coming tonight. Um, and this is a rare thing. And I was getting the guest room ready for them and taking off this heavy quilt and put on this, which I totally forgot that I had a summer throw that was my grandmother's and which is actually a sheet that then they embroidered on the edges, right? Just took a plain one and you embroidered around the edges and there's this beautiful bouquet of flowers embroidered in the middle of it, you know, like, you know, whatever. And it's absolutely gorgeous and simple and So, you know, and it has a little stain on it and one thing, and it was really just, so I pulled it out and I was like, there's just so much beauty in that, in that you knew like how much time went into that to Mm -hmm. take, you know, to just take the simplest of things and, and make, you know, it just a little bit more beautiful with your, with your touch. That really, that really touched me this morning. And the beauty I saw in myself was that ability to say, you know, that stain is okay. Right. Mm -hmm. That's part of life. And that to not have to have everything perfect and to have everything in this manicured 
way, which is how I was raised, but not who I am. Mm. Like I'm not really a manicured person. So it it's, but it's taken me a long time to be okay with that, to like, let go of those things. So today I gave myself a little, like, I saw that in myself, like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to have dirt on the floor. It's okay. Yes. No, it's, it's as long as your heart's true there. Ah, that's, I yeah. love that. I think we all need to give ourselves a little bit more permission to be, just be okay. Be okay. Yeah. With what, what, what is and what comes and just love it and happy day. Happy yeah. day right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, the, and, oh, go yeah. ahead. Well, and there's the thing that when, when I always struggle, cause when I, when we talk about things like that, it's easy for people to then think that that's what you, everybody should do. But in reality, it's like, if you want everything manicured, there's people that love the manicured. The manicured is what is who they are. That, go for it, do it, do it to the, you know, do it to the tent, do it as big as you can do it. Go all in. Absolutely. As long as that's true to you, right? Yes. It's about being true to who you are and not what anybody says we're supposed to do. Amen. And hallelujah. Yeah. I love that. You know, I was, I was talking to a woman a couple of weeks ago who was, um, in beauty pageants. And I always kind of was like, "Mm, beauty pageants, you know, and I'm, that's not me. I could, I told her you couldn't pay me enough to get on stage in a bathing suit and do that kind of thing. But she talked about how it was so much fun for her to do that and to dress up and to do all the makeup and everything and support all the other women who are doing it. And she's like, I don't even care if I win. I just like to do it. And I like to see how the other women are doing it. And we support each other. It's this big friendship thing. And I thought that's really cool. And I can appreciate that in her and enjoy the beauty that she brings to the world in that way and not feel bad about myself. Cause I don't, cause I do it in another way. Yeah. Enjoy what you are and let everyone else do their thing and enjoy that about them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I want to know when and why did you decide to start dancing down the street and sharing that with people? (laughs) I'm just, I'm just curious about that. Yeah. Like the dancing in the street part really came about during the pandemic. Mm. Um, that because like my life had really become, uh, I was an empty, you know, empty nester. And, uh, so my, my schedule was free and I was dancing all the time out like at least three, three nights a week. I was at some kind of live music dancing. Um, that literally was, you know, I worked in the mornings and I did, but I was out dancing a lot. And then all of a sudden that was gone mm. and I no longer had that. And I recognized how much it like fed me <laughs> to, you know, to, right. to be able to dance that it was like medicine for me. Definitely so much. And so, and then I also recognized that my, I had become, you know, like a lot of us in our homes um, and in our neighborhoods, like we come and go, but I don't know my neighbors that well. I don't have, I don't, and I live on this beautiful hill, you know, and I think about not just the neighbors right around me, but all of the neighbors, that's the energy I'm surrounded by. And I have no idea. I have no connection to that at all. I am not connected energetically to this Mm -hmm. space that I live beyond my house. And that for me was like, wow, okay. So how do I do that? Well, nobody's driving and it's really quiet and I have a dog to walk. 
So how, and I want to dance. So I just started making these play. I'd make a really happy playlist and I set out and I set out to number one, just be in the neighborhood and just basically go around the streets and dance through the streets and whoever I saw, I saw and who I, whoever, but basically just be me in the neighborhood, you know? And, right. uh, and so it became this, this really powerful practice where it was about, like I would kind of set myself up in this state of love. You know, it's easy to do that when you're by yourself. It's easy, for me, at least it's easy to meditate. It's easy to get into that. Like we are love. We're all love. Let's be love. Let's all that. Right. It's yeah. a whole lot harder to go out in the world and do that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> and so I was like, well, I need practice doing that. And so I would set out in that mode of being that. And I'd have music that would that would feed that, that would kind of like, you know, I have this one song that's like vibrating with love and light. It's like, how can you not walk through the neighborhood when in your head, it's like, I'm vibrating with love and light, right? How yeah. can you not vibrate with love and light? When right, you, that's, right. Right. It's the whole, <laughs> and so, and then I would go. And so, and then I would also just dance, you know, physically it was helping me keep dancing and keeping that. And then the, the third part was it became this mental exercise on like getting rid of all those stories because I'd start to date and I would start to do it and I would dance down the street and I would watch somebody come up in their car. And, you know, then my mind started telling all these things about what they were thinking about this mm -hmm. person dancing down the street. And so then I had to work through all that, you know, the things when you see someone and they immediately turn so that they don't catch your eye because <laughs> right. You right. You cannot make eye contact with the crazy lady, you know, <laughs> dancing down the street. <laughs> And you might make so, you dance with her. Yeah. So it just, yeah, exactly. And so it just kind of became my spiritual, physical, mental practice. And then people started telling me how much it, um, how much it changed their day when they saw me and that like people would stop me and say like, I, this means so much to me. And it's like, all I'm doing is dance. Like, right. This is really about me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. A little bit. Right. Like, and, and, but what it does for everybody is really powerful. And so that kind of, you know, and once you know that, like that kind of helps those mental stories, you right. know, then you start telling the mental stories. Like there's a place at the end of my street where it's a big curve and I get to that point And then I go through the woods to get back to my house. Uh, but it's this curve that's really tight when you come around up the hill. So it's, you have to kind of slow to go around it. And I stop there and I dance there with my dog and I kind of, and I always have a message for whoever drives by, like whatever the message is for the day. So, and that keeps me in that mode of what's the intention here? Like, why am I dancing here? And what would I say to these people if I could actually communicate with them? And what am I communicating to them in my dance? You know, so it might be someday, um, you know, depending on what's happening in the world, you know, it might be, you know, something about that. It might be just go have fun today. It might just, you know, be, have some courage, whatever it is, you know, I kind of have one little thing and then I just stand there and dance, um, as people go by. <laughs> and I uh, love that so much. Yeah. And so then it just became all the time, wherever I am. Yeah. <laughs> and were you surprised by the reaction that it was helping people's lives and they were actually enjoying it as opposed to who's the crazy uh, lady running down, jumping or yeah. dancing down the street. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And really recognize that it doesn't take a lot to really make a difference in people's lives, which is why that, uh, the, why I'm so powerful, powerfully 
uh, I don't even know what the word would be, this advocate for how the front line of life looks, the service, front lines of service. Because those are the people we see are the people on the front lines, the bartenders, the baristas, the cashiers, the delivery drivers. Those are the people that we see when we're out, that everyone sees. It's kind of like the, the pulse of society. Yeah, and what if, if it was a place of light, as opposed to we look at it as, as a job that you're supposed to not want, right? That you're supposed mm-hmm. to rise above, that you're supposed to, you know, uh, that nobody's saying, if you will say, you know, I want to be a barista for my, you know, for my life, nobody's telling you you're a go-getter. Nobody's saying like, oh, wow, you know, you are so successful, you know, but you can change hundreds of lives every day right? as a barista. And how much yeah. more successful can you be than that? And how much more successful right. can you do, right? Have you heard of Johnny Barnes? Mm-mm. Okay. You need to look him up. Yeah. I... I just watched a video about him a month ago or so. He lives in the, in Bermuda and every day he goes out from four in the morning until 10 in the morning. He's this cute little old guy and he stands at this particular corner and he just waves at people driving by and he says, I love you. Have a good day. You're awesome. You know, whatever. And he's been doing that for years and they, they have now created a sculpture of him to stand in that corner. Cause they're like, someday Johnny Barnes is not going to be there. Of course, yeah. you know, but he's just changed so many lives. Same. It made me think of the same thing. We just don't know the beauty we can bring just doing these small little things, small yeah. little things. And I think my, my personal opinion is that we're, you know, we're, this is all just an evolution, right? We're just as humans, we're trying, we're trying to figure this out. And I think one of the things that in the sort of the capitalist model that sort of gets forgotten is there's these basic roles of society that we want someone, that we really need someone to play Mm -hmm. that doesn't fit into that model, that business model, right? So how does Johnny Barnes make a living? And maybe he's only can be that because he's at that place of old age and somehow like he doesn't have to make a you know living or right. whatever but maybe all his life that that was what he was meant to do but you couldn't do it because you couldn't pay the bills mm-hmm. that doesn't there's like how do you how do you monetize that there's just things that um that that somehow if we need i feel like we need to redesign some things to be able to let people be those things that we need the person that just stands there and just says, yeah. you know, I call them the cheerleaders. That's what I think of myself is like, I'm the cheerleader uh, for life, for people. And we <laughs> need so many of those. I heard you say one time in an interview that we're all masterpieces, <laughs> right? And we just, yeah. we need to be the masterpiece that we were created to be. So clearly you've figured out your masterpiece. <laughs> How does somebody go about figuring out, you know, what is my masterpiece? What is my beauty that I can bring? What do you think would be a way people could do that? Well, I think that, well, I'll just share my way because again, there's a thousand, you know, there's, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, uh, really what I did was I, I needed to heal. And, and the way I did that was I started just spending a, a lot of time in the woods by myself and walking 
and processing and listening. And because, and the whole thing about the woods and myself, you know, without is that you eliminate everything else. You know, there is no sign of society, so, you know, in the woods, like right. in that sort of space of nothing, there's nothing else here except nature and me. And then, and just to start to walk with everything and every piece of my life, you know, from healing and that kind of led me to this place of sort of like knowing myself and, you know, and walking with it and listening to what came up. And I, you know, I would walk into that, those walks with everything that I was sort of carrying, but I tried not to like, it would be it kind of like, you know, like walking meditation, you know, I'll just mm-hmm. let those be and let the trail sort of, you know, all the lessons that, that happen, you know, that, that come up that, have you walk through certain beliefs that you hold about yourself and, and, uh, about society and just get to my truth, but you don't have to walk in the woods, but really it's that Mm -hmm. listening to yourself and trying not to listen for a while to anything around you until you can get to that place where you like can hear yourself and know yourself a little bit. And along with that, I think for me, the most powerful way was because I, I got to this point where I said, it's all about belief. And I, what I was realizing was that I had these beliefs built up that I didn't really, they weren't my beliefs. And so I had to get to a point where I understood that this is my belief of what we all are, the, 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 the nature of creation, the unknowable, mm-hmm. that unknowable thing that we, nobody can know that we all in belief no, <laughs> right? right? But it's all a little bit different. If I believe that I and that we are all created as beautiful masterpieces with purpose and design, then I am that, right? It was like, if that's my belief, then I have to know that that is what I am. And I have to know that everyone else is that too. If I, that is my belief and that is my belief. And I know, and I have friends that say, no, there are people that are designed, you know, and I was like, okay, for, if you want to believe, if that's your belief, that's great. Walk through that and see how, you know, see how it it holds true. I think that that's how you kind of shape your beliefs too, is you hold them true and then you walk with them, you know, right? Yeah. I love that idea. Walk with them. The more you say, I might be a little off here. Right. You know? And, um, for me, it was like, the more I walked with it, the more it like literally unfolds before me every day. Like when I stop seeing someone as what they're wearing and I see them in their beauty and in their masterpiece. You said so many great things. And I think one of the pieces I work with my clients on is bringing consciousness. It starts with bringing consciousness to who am I? What am I really about? Am I all, am I really about what I look like? Am I really about the shape of my body? Am I really about the things I own or the things I do? And no. And the more, like you said, go to a place where you can sit with yourself and the forest is a great place. You don't have to do it there, but it's a great place to do it. Yeah or just somewhere you can have that stillness. I took a a retreat by myself in the spring for six days. I was by myself. I rented a little Airbnb. I didn't turn on the TV. I didn't turn on music. And oh my gosh, life-changing, life-changing. And I love the piece that you said also, if we believe that 
we were created as masterpieces. Not only is everyone else out there a masterpiece, but we are too. And that's what I speak to women a lot about. You know, we can look outward a lot of times, I think, and see other people as those beautiful masterpieces. Mm-hmm. But we look inward and go, Ugh. but actually, I don't know what happened here. This is a mess. <laughs> um, but it's so important that we see that in ourselves because I think the ability to be able to see it in ourselves enhances being able to shine that out and help other people see that in themselves as well. So you did a TEDx talk Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. connection, which I loved. So I want you to talk a little bit about that, the importance of connection. And do you think there's a connection, no pun intended, (laughs) (laughs) with making a a connection with ourselves first and then being able to connect with others if there's a connection there to you? Oh yeah. 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 Um, so what was the first question about just to tell us a little bit about your philosophy of the connected oh, yeah. connection piece and the importance of that? Yeah. The connection is, you know, this all came about with a, a job on the front line as a barista where we are, you know, you're connect with a customer, you know, it's like, okay, what does that look like? Well, that, what I recognized is that that doesn't look like small talk of knowing something about you or what you're, that's all good stuff, but that's not really connection. Mm -hmm. That connection really becomes, I see you and the beauty. And I see you as you, as me, right? Like the, we were just talking about that, like ability to see through people and to like see them as those beautiful masterpieces. And then when I do that, then you feel that connection when you see them yes. in that. Yo, absolutely. And the, and the beauty of it is they don't need to see me back. It's all an internal thing. When I step in to see, to being connected with someone that I just pass on the street if I energetically, as I pass them, I'm like open to and seeing them, even in just that flow in that moment, I become connected to them, but I don't need them to even have seen me for, to feel that connection. That comes, the connection comes from me. Now, if they do, it becomes even more powerful. Those are the kind of times where, right. Like, and right. if we stop and we really lean into them and, and let them blossom, that's where I think the great magic happens in life, but it doesn't need to be. And then at the end of the day, because, uh, and I didn't realize this, you know, I knew it intuitively because it was happening to me that like, I was practicing this for my job because it was my job right. to be connected. And I was like, if I want to be the best barista that I can be, I need to feel connected to people. Well, then it was this practice of being connected. Right. And went through that. And then the more that I did it, the more I realized I felt connected to people and the more, and the happier I started to feel. And it was like, mm. And it wasn't until I did my TEDx talk that I had to, because TEDx likes research, you know, they like all right. that. I had to go in and like, okay, these are the things that I know. You know, I know when I look you in the eye, it's powerful. I don't know why. I don't, I just know it's super powerful. And so then you go in and you find research that says, oh yeah. You know, and I also know that I didn't want to look you in the eye when I didn't want you to see me. Mm-hmm. When I wasn't holding, that's kind of answers that second thing, you know, thing right. about that connection. It's like, I can't truly see you if I'm not, if I don't allow you to see me and I didn't want people to see me because I didn't really, uh, you know, I had a lot of things. And then you realize that, that, 
that connection is really happening because of that, that, you know, what happens in our brain when we, when we look each other in the eye, I really, it is, you know, like a, I say in my talk, it's like, I didn't want people to look me in the eye because I didn't want you to know that I was thinking like, really? Like, you know, <laughs> the things that I was thinking, because whatever you think about yourself, you really start to think about other people. And if I'm always thinking those things about myself, I'm also thinking them about other people and judging them and having those negative things. And I don't want people to see that, know that, right? Uh, I kind of, I know I'm rambling on that. I could talk forever about that whole connection <laughs> piece because it's also about everybody. And when you realize that at the end of the day, to be like, have this really fulfillment of being where you feel connected to like almost everyone you came in contact with, and you start to realize that the people you come in contact with are like, are all the just people of the world. But we think about when we make connections, it's like, who's going to be good for me? Right. Who do I want to connect with? Is this person worth connecting with? Is that person, right? We have this mm -hmm. whole judgment of, of whatever. And really at the end of the day, it's like, if I connected with every person that I can, that I saw in the day, man, I go to bed, like just feeling like that was the best day of ever. Right. right. And it could have had nothing spectacular happen other than this feeling of like, oh yeah, this is good. Right. Yeah. Which is actually spectacular. Making Which is actually connection. super spectacular. Yeah. 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 When you yeah. were talking about looking in the eye to people, an exercise I do with clients sometimes is I say, I want you to do some, you know, mirror work, yeah. meaning look yourself in the eye in the mirror and make a connection with yourself and tell yourself the good things about yourself. Jeanette, that's hard for people. Yeah. It's hard to do that. So if you I haven't ever done that before listener, go to the mirror and look at yourself. Even I challenge you to just look into your own eyeballs for like 30 seconds and try to find out who's really in there. When I've done that, like I, I can get teary because we get so used to, like you said, judging other people, but also judging ourselves. And we, yeah. you know, what do we do when I look in the mirror? It's like, oh, wow, there's a new wrinkle. Oh, why is that hair sticking up there? What is that? Why? Are... Just look in your eyes. Who is that in there? Yeah. And what, what is she? Yeah. Why is she here? What is she? And it's life changing. And so once you can see that in yourself, then I think it's a little bit easier to go out and wonder who's this person? What's their story? Yeah. Why are they here? How can I help them along? So, oh, I love that. I love, if you haven't listened to Karen's um, TEDx talk, we'll put a link to it so you can go listen to it and get connecting <laughs> with yourself and all the beautiful people all, of the world. Yeah. I want to ask you, we're almost done. I know. <laughs> done talking to me. <laughs> I could talk um, forever. <laughs> me too. We could make this like a four hour conversation. Everybody else be like, okay. Um, <laughs> No, I want to know just because of how fun you are and you're dancing up and down the streets and you're laughing all day and happy day to everyone. What do you think? To, I mean, this is a silly question. Let me think of how to say it better. There's no silly question. Well, I want to say, I think being able to play and just have joy in every day is so important because we get so into the machine of life. Right. Mm -hmm. And we have to, like you said before, we have to make money. We have to take care of everyone's needs. we got to make sure this is taken care of and that's taken care of. And we kind of tend to, we meaning me, I do this so badly. Don't leave time for play because that's child's work is play, right? We don't get to play when we're adults anymore. So 
you play. So I guess, how do we do it? Tell us your words of wisdom, how to get to the place where we can allow ourselves to play. I mean, I think that's a choice, right? Like it's, so the, what I do where it really changed, I started a morning practice. I just created it for myself using a whole bunch of different things, a little bit of Qigong, a little bit of uh, Mm -hmm. yoga, a little bit of movement, a little bit of whatever, and just created it. It's what I need to center myself for the day. And it involves, um, I look to the South and it's all movement. Like I'm, I'm connected. Of course it's movement. It's it's, it's, right. (laughs) But it's, It's like waking up saying, this is my physical being. This is my physical self. And there's my, you know, there's my spiritual self, my energetic self, and there's my mind. It's like, and I need mm-hmm. all of us to be on the same page. And I oh, need us yeah, all to that. be like in, in concert and like, sort of like, and how are we going to, what are we going to do today? How are we going to do this? And so I look to the South and the South is about recognizing and reminding myself that I am light and trying to see myself as light and, and bring that out and what that looks like. And maybe what it looks like in my day. Like if I have something in my day that I know is going to be challenging, sort of reminding myself, maybe what that might look like in that setting, like to be light. And then I'd go and I turn to the West and the West is about fun to me. And then I remind myself, like whatever happens today, I can do it with, I can do it with a sense of play and a sense of lightness and sort of that groove. Having mm-hmm. a little groove, like, okay, all right, this, this is what we got. You know, we can ride this storm or whatever it is that I remind myself that and I turn to the North and that is about power and reminding myself that I'm as powerful as I need to be to do anything. And that I have everything being the masterpiece, like I reminding mm-hmm. myself that I have that power and then turning to the East and it's, I usually do it in that sort of sunrise kind of time. So it's always nice because then you're looking to the east here yeah. and uh, looking to the sunrise. And, to, and the east is really about spreading your wings and then just looking at the day and how am I going to move through this day? What do I see this day? Who am I in this day? And that always helps me. That helps me, reminds me to be playful, to not be small, to, you know, to be all the things that I feel like I want to be and am but I need to remind myself every day. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a daily yeah. practice, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What a fantastic thing to do. Okay. I'm curious. <laughs> so looking to each direction and what that represents to you, did you just create that for yourself? Yeah. Well, the person, one person gave me a, like a, I think it was a Qigong thing that had to do with the poles where you would okay. turn and that's where it started. But it really, when I started building it, it just meant like, because the South And again, it's like where we are geographically, right? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of times looking to the South is looking to the light. We're North enough that that's, you know, that's the case. And then the West is where the ocean is. And to me, the ocean is just like constant. That's what I was thinking. Turn of the light, right? So to Uh me, because we're so close to that, I feel that energy of like, it's just always go, you know, it's like always going and play. It's playful to me. And then the North just, just has this, powerful mm-hmm. there's just Constant. something about it that feels yeah. yeah like this it, that's just how it feels to me and then again the east is always that looking out to the day feels like to me like I just feel like you can just kind of head out into it so that is just how uh, for me it just worked okay I might be um, still in that yeah I've done them on Instagram for a while like okay. live so they're there in the feed somewhere if like you dig they call them rise and shine 
Okay. Um, yeah. I love uh, that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Play is important because even I think it's turning all the things, cleaning your house. I, th- I feel like that's something that I kind of fell into is like you make everything comfortable so that you can go play. It was like, well, why don't I just play all day? Right. Why don't I just play all day? Like, why don't I play? While I I'm mean, the house will be yeah. there forever needing cleaning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. I love it. Okay. Do you have any last words of wisdom you want to share before we wrap up? Uh, last words of wisdom. That sounds yeah. very right. Very yeah. No, right? you know, yeah. it no. won't be your last words no. of wisdom. I'm pretty no. sure. <laughs> I say it all the time. I mean, that's, I always come back to that. Like you're a masterpiece. Just remember that. And you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to work really hard at it. You just got to be it. It's like, you got to work hard at like letting yourself be that. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think letting ourselves be as big as we really are. Cause I, I know for myself, when I see myself, like I can see who I am, you know, in the world and I can see that and it's huge and it's big and powerful. And sometimes I'm like, really? No, <laughs> who am, right? Like that Marianne, like, who am I to be? Yes. Who am I? It's like, no, we all are that. And even sometimes in the, just the simplest of ways. So yep. love that's it. my always wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. I love it. <laughs> and dance. And dance. <laughs> yes. I love it. Love it. Where can people go to find more of your awesomeness? Mostly Instagram. I do have a little presence on Facebook, but Karen, the dancing lady on Instagram. And I'm, I've recently started a Patreon, um, sort of trying to build a model of supporting the cheerleaders, like, you know, you know, sort of thing. So that's also Karen, the dancing lady on Patreon. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Go support Karen and go dance up the street. She would love it. (laughs) Well, Karen, it's been a delight. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for bringing joy and love and connection and light to the world. I so appreciate all that you're doing. You bring a smile to my face every time I see you on Instagram. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We definitely need more of that in life. So thank you. Happy day. Happy day to you. (laughs) And friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Flip the Beauty Script podcast. If you found it helpful please rate and review our podcast and don't forget to follow our show and share it with your friends. Then for more goodness, head over to jointhebeautyrevolution.com. You can sign up for the five-day body image breakthrough where you'll learn five of my favorite simple strategies that will help you claim body confidence. Now go out and make it a beautiful, happy day.